All right. Well, if you're hearing that intro, you already know what it means. It means your boy's back, and we are back. So welcome to the Kindred Call podcast. I'm Nate Sinney, and I'm your host. And I know there's not two people here. It's just me. I gave you a little cricket soundtrack. It's just me tonight, but I just want to, uh, you know, still take the opportunity to maybe encourage you today. And I don't foresee this being a long episode because uh, I don't have anybody to bounce my thoughts off of. But um, maybe I can have a conversation with the Lord right now. and Maybe you could just hear it. I don't know. Maybe that's what you need today. Maybe that's what I need rather today. So let's do it. Um, I just want to tell you about one of my heroes and it's an unlikely hero. You probably never would have guessed it. And I was like, do I have... Oh, I should have worn dadgummit. Missed opportunity. Sorry. Um, But my hero is Bob Ross. I have a Bob Ross t-shirt, and I didn't wear it. I'm wearing my Mike Tyson t-shirt. Um, So fail on my part. But Bob Ross is one of my heroes. And I know that's weird. But uh, he does awesome things with a paintbrush that nobody can understand and everybody tries to do. But anyways, I want to take you back to a couple weeks ago, and I want to tell you a little bit about me. So get get ready. Buckle up, because I'm weird. Anyways, so I'm worshiping. I don't know if you know that. I'm a worship pastor. That's what I do. I'm very thankful to do it. It's a it's a absolute blessing and privilege. Um, but anyways, I'm a worship pastor, and so as I was worshiping a couple weeks ago, something began to happen that usually happens for me, and that is I began to have a conversation with the Lord whilst praising. Now, I know that sounds weird, crazy, and I can't do it anywhere else, but when I'm on the stage or when I'm worshiping, my mouth is saying one thing, but my brain is having a conversation with the Lord. Can't do it anywhere else. You can ask my wife. I suck at listening. Um, I'm a very selective hearer, especially since I have two kids now. I'm very good at tuning things out. Um, but anyways, this is what happens to me when I worship. And so I'm having this conversation with the Lord, and uh, I was telling him something that you maybe have told somebody that you know and love and cherish, and that is that I'd die for you. I would die for you. I would put it all on the line. I would go down for real for you. And that's what was kind of happening. I was kind of telling the Lord in the midst of my worship, and uh, he was like, well, Nate, I appreciate that thought. But would you live for me? And uh, man, doesn't the Lord just know how to just boop? You know, you think you're right on and you think you've got it all figured out and you're doing great. And then he comes in and he, with a loving hand, just corrects you and guides you back. And so that's what he did. He's like, would you live for me, Nate? And I was like, well, I thought I was doing that. I thought that I was, you know, I'm up here worshiping. That's what I'm supposed to do, right? And then... The Holy Spirit began to speak to me, and I hope that He speaks to you today. And I know that He is speaking to you, but I hope that you would open your ears and turn your face to Him to pick up that signal. But anyways, the Holy Spirit brought this scripture to my mind, and that is Romans 12, um, Romans 12, 1. And I'm going to read it to you, but this is Paul talking about being a living sacrifice to God. Um, And so let's read it. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. 
And I was just like, wow. And I believe there's another translation that says, this is our reasonable service to present our bodies to him as a living sacrifice. Essentially, you know, um, if you've ever been called a tool, just say thank you, because essentially that's what you are for the Lord. You're a tool. You're a you're designed for his use. I hope that you recognize that. Um, and so, you know, this this is what he brought me to. And uh, I was just like, wow, this is the truly the way to worship you is to give you my body as a as a living sacrifice so that I could do your work so that other people might see me doing your work and in that see you. And so that's my prayer for you today is that you would realize that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. If you've invited him in, he lives inside of you. And so I just want to invite you today to give him place to focus. How many of you know that this world is so bent on getting you out of focus? It's always change, change, change. We need this. I need to scroll 30 TikToks to find something. I need to find a Netflix show to watch. It's all about change. And there's something that the Lord is bringing us to, and that is His consistency, His constant love. You know, if we begin to, a lot of times, because I'm a worship pastor, a lot of times we can get to a place of thinking about how much we love the Lord. Like, Lord, I love you. I love you so much. I tell him that all the time. I love you so much. And it's true. I do. I love him so much. I'm so thankful for all he's done for me. And if I begin to think on it, I get emotional. So I'm going to not do that right now because I'm talking to you. But I just tell him, Lord, I love you. I love you so much. But there are days when my love for it doesn't stop, but I don't focus on him like I should. I know that you've probably met those same days that our love, it ebbs and flows and there's peaks and valleys and there's days where we're, mm, I'm, yes, I feel you so strongly today, Lord. Let's go feed every person we see. And then there's days where it's like, man, I can't even pick up my fork to feed myself. And so the Lord has kind of just been directing me, hey, take your eyes off your love, Nate, because you know you, I know you, you know that I know you. And your love fails. And that's hard to hear. And I hope that, you know, this is meant to encourage you and it's meant to uh, build you up. So I want that to happen. So don't get lost in that. But our love fails. It's so true. How often does our love fail? My love fails for my kids whom I love and would die for. You know, back to that, would you live for me? My love fails for them. I lash out and anger and and frustration. And so my love is really tippy-toppy. It's back and forth. But what the Lord's bringing us to is His constant love. He is a rock. He does not change. He goes against everything this world is for. And that makes a lot of sense if you think about it, because this world is designed, or the prince of this world, the king of this world, and that's a lowercase king. Um, The king of this world wants you unfocused, unmotivated, um, on your rear. That's where he wants you. And the Lord is, he's a completely different story. He wants you to have consistency. He wants you to be a person who does what they say they're going to do and who just is, is constant in that, you know, and because he wants us to be more like his son. And that's exactly what Jesus was. He was consistent. 
I shouldn't say was, is. He is consistent. He is a rock. And his love for you is unwavering. It's a line that does not get crossed or bumped up or bumped down because it is perfect. And that is what he wants you to find in your times of worship, in your times of prayer, and in your times of meditation on his word. Find his love. Focus on his love for you rather than your love for him because his love is what matters. His love gave us a way to him. And so I just encourage you today to focus on his love. Um, and when we do that, he transforms us. When we give him our bodies and we, when we become a living sacrifice, he transforms us from the inside out. We are different people, you know. Um, further down in Romans 12, it says, But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So in other words, just as this world differs from God in the way that it wants us all over the place, if we can change the way we think, if we let God, I know that's a weird thing to say, let God transform you, but that's the beauty of who Jesus is. He allows you the privilege to make the choice. So if you can let God begin to transform you into a new person, he'll change the way you think. And now this don't happen overnight, okay? Um, through this, the beginning of this year, I've really felt uh, just with him. I've really felt that he's right here with me, that uh, he is with me, matching me step for step. And it's really awesome. But I fail. I still fail. I fail. I'll tell you, just the other day, the Lord, um, there was this little girl I know, Nate, you suck, right? There was this little girl who was in line. There's a bunch of people behind us, and she was paying for a quick trip big Q cup. Out of her little coin purse, she pulls out a few dollars. She's fumbling through the money, and she's obviously distressed. She's, I mean, I say little girl. I mean, I think she was probably, she was no older than 13. But anyways, and now that I'm thinking, why was she in there, in there alone? Anyways, so she's out there fumbling, and I just kind of felt that little pull. Maybe you've, uh, you're accustomed to that, that little unction on the inside of you. Hey, just cover it. Just go. I mean, you have it. Just go do it. And uh, it was the Holy Spirit trying to change the way I think, you know. And f- for fear of, I don't even know. It was just, I mean, it was just fear of people, which makes no sense. But it was just some type of fear kept me from, I don't know, maybe you have a better answer. Maybe you're thinking like, hey, it's this idiot. But something kept me from doing that for her. And I watched her fumble there for a minute and just go on about her day. Um, And that's been rolling around in my mind for a little while. And what it is 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 that it's me. It is the Nate part of Nate, you know. It is my uh, insufficiency. It's my scared to stand out. It's my um, just fear of letting go and and fear of being that living sacrifice because it's outside of my comfort zone to voluntarily put myself in a position because I've been, I've been done that. I've, I've volunteered. I've put myself in that position and been slapped down and I hate how that felt, you know? Um, So I'm still learning, and that's the beauty of following Jesus is that you never arrive. That's one of my favorite things that my Pastor Jim says. I said my Pastor Jim. Is that weird? But anyways, it's it's one of my favorite things that he says is that this is one of the only places where you'll never arrive. You'll never make it. You'll never get to the finish line, but you can get closer to it. 
you can get closer to the Lord, rather. You can look more like Him so that by the time that, you know, time is called on this thing and we're looking Jesus face to face, I don't see a stranger. I don't see somebody I don't know. I see somebody who I have a relationship with. I long so hardly, so uh, hardly is not a good word for that, but I long so much to see his face and to say, I know you, Lord. I thank you for all you've done for me and to just, you know, have that moment. And that's something, you know, I imagine that's what we all look forward to. Everybody that's following the way, and I think that's a much cooler way to say um, Christian. Like, I don't even like saying I'm Christian anymore. I'm a follower of the way, like these guys in this book say. That's way cooler, and I think that we should adopt that, and it should be the thing we say now. Sidetrack. Anyways, so there's something also in Romans 12 that maybe might push a little few buttons. It definitely pushed some buttons in me, but sometimes we need our toes stepped on. Sometimes we need to realize we need to change. Sometimes we realize we need to move closer. Um, And that is in verse 3 of Romans 12. It says, don't think you're better than you really are, than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Guys, this is something that, uh, man, it it really wrecked me because this past um, January, we did our corporate fast. That's where everybody in the church comes together and we all fast together for 21 days. And Pastor Jim warned me. He did. He said, don't start where you think you are. Don't start where you think you ought to be. Start where you're at. And uh, I said, whoopoo, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going water only for two days, and I'm going to eat on the third day. Let me tell you something. I did it for like a week, and then I was like, ugh. And you can tell, I mean, I'll be honest. My wife was there. She witnessed everything. She witnessed every failure I had. It was so difficult, and it was because I didn't accurately evaluate myself. I I did exactly what my earthly shepherd said not to do, and that was to, I, I, I just was like, no, I've, I'm, I've been following the Lord for this long. I've been, you know, his servant for this long. I should be able to do this. I should be able to do this. And guys, we, if we get into that uh, avenue of thinking, that way of um, viewing ourselves, we are in a very dangerous spot. Um, and I fear that, you know, we get to a spot where we're not leaning on the Lord. We're not leaning on Him. We're leaning on our experience. We're leaning on feelings. We're leaning on other things instead of His presence. And so I really had to self-evaluate during this fast and be like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do this? Which is what, how we should start every day. How do you want me to approach today? How do you want me to serve you today? That's how we become a living sacrifice, and He changes us and transforms us into a new person you know, I was, uh, if you don't know me, I have lost a lot of weight. I have. I'm very proud of myself. It's something that I've stuck to. And uh, that's that's something that is outside of what I usually do. If, you, if you're any of my family, you're looking like, yeah, that dude's hobbies change every three days as far as talking about myself. But I stuck with it and I've lost a lot of weight. And uh the Lord kind of has been like showing me. And the reason I did it is because of these, of what I read in this book. And that is just that if I'm going to 
follow the Lord. And this is strictly for, I won't say strictly for me, but this is how the Lord spoke to me. So I'm not saying if you got a little extra muffin to your top that you're in the wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But the Lord spoke to me and said, Nate, I want you ready to do what I have for you to do. And I said, okay, what does that look like, Lord? What do you want me to do? And I had this overwhelming sense of you're not in shape. You're not, you're not in shape. And so I started going to the gym. I started eating right. I started doing the right things. And what I found over this course of, I think it's been two years now, what I found was consistency, was that constant rock. Um, and the Lord's really helped me be consistent. And so I've I've stepped into this new way of thinking. The Lord has transformed me. And what I found in this journey was that um, I live a completely different way. And He transformed me not only um, physically, like I feel better and I, I look better to myself. I'm like, oh, all right, dude, you can wear shirts that aren't 3X, even though I'm wearing a 3X shirt right now. I know that's dumb. But I found something. He changed me physically, but as I began to change physically, He began to grow me spiritually. That's been my cry for, I say cry, my call to the Lord is, Lord, deepen me. I want to be deep in you. I don't want to be a shallow puddle that's easily disturbed. I want to have a deep, uh, a deeper understanding of your love, how wide, how deep it is. I want to be a person that's deep in you. And um, He's done that, and I'm so thankful for it. And it's not that I have knowledge because Lord knows I don't. It's that He's increased my capacity. And in fact, He's increased my dependency. And I think what you'll begin to find as you follow the Lord is that the further you get towards Him, the more you depend on Him because He begins to ask a little bit more of us. He begins to require a little bit more of us because He's deepening us. He is helping us recognize how he works, and that is amazing to me. Um, I just want to encourage you today that uh, about this story I read. I don't remember where it's found. I'm not perfect. I don't remember where it's found. But I think we all get to this point a little bit in our lives where we're saying, Lord, I don't have much. I don't have a lot. I don't have anything. And um, I read this story the other day in the Bible. Somebody will probably comment and say, this is where that's at, silly. But it was about Jesus, and I believe it's Peter. They were sitting in the place of uh, the temple where they could see people giving their offering. And there were rich men that came and gave a lot. They gave, uh, they lavished gifts at the altar or whatever. But there was this one woman who came in and gave from her little. She gave from her not having. And um, I don't remember exactly the amount, but... I remember the heart of the thing was that she gave out of what she didn't have. And guys, that's what the Lord asks us to do. He asks us to give what we have. And a lot of us, that's not a lot. I'm just starting out in life. I don't have a lot. But what I do have is a body. I do. The Lord's given me this body. And I want to be a tool for him. I want to be that, that, uh, the one that will do the work. I don't want to just be somebody that says the right things. I don't want to be somebody that um, is perceived as a worker for Jesus. I want to be somebody that's seen as a worker for Jesus. And not because I care about what you think. I don't care about what you think. If you think, Nate, your podcast sucks, I don't care. 
I'm doing it for the Lord. I'm doing it so that somebody can be encouraged and see that a guy that doesn't have much, a guy that doesn't know much, can lean on the Lord for things and can do stuff that makes him uncomfortable. Because I'm talking to you right now. This is a camera in a room by myself. And if I begin to think along those lines, that's really weird to me. But when I begin to think of all the Lord's done in my life and what He's uh, done when I've surrendered myself to Him, I'm like, okay, I got to do this because I've seen people changed. Not because Nate's great. Nate sucks. I told you, my love wavers. I suck. I fail people all the time. There's probably a long list of people that are like, yep, Nate's not that great. But what I've seen when I've surrendered myself to the Lord in those moments that I've seen people change and I've seen them look to the Lord. That is my goal in life. That's why I'm a worship pastor. That's the only reason. That's the only reason I'm here is because I want to help people see the Lord. And, you know, when we first started this podcast off, I said a lot of times the Lord don't look, the Lord moving don't look like um, me splitting seas with the staff and like Moses coming down and doing awesome things and smacking a rock and water spewing out. A lot of times serving the Lord looks like paying for that homeless man's lunch at QT and uh, doing things that make me uncomfortable like this. Or, you know, I think the enemy tries to get us confused. He tries to get us in a place where Nate, you know, I'm talking to myself right now, where, Nate, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. People are going to see through you. They're going to see that you're this imposter. They're going to see that you don't have it all together. And I'm like, yes, okay, sure, whatever, fine. I don't care if they don't see if they see that I don't have it together. But they're going to see that I have Jesus. And if I have Jesus, I have everything, you know. And I want you to realize you have a gift today. I don't know what the gift is, but ask the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you. And maybe it's something as simple as in Romans 12 where it says, if you're a teacher, teach well. That's simple. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. Man, how how much more simple could it get? I mean, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. That is scripture. I'm reading to you from the Bible right now. If God has given you the leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. I mean, guys, these are just simple things that... And if we can just get a hold of these things and hold them and cherish them because they are gifts from the Lord, and that we we give it to the Lord because our identity is not in our gifting. Our identity is not in our ability. Our identity is in the fact that Jesus Christ was crucified for my sins, and He rose again, and He ascended up into heaven, and He is waiting for me. He's waiting for me. You know, another thing that the Bible says that I just, you know, kind of read over a long time ago, but the Lord's kind of brought me back to it was that at the Passover meal, um, the Lord says, surely I will not drink from, I will, I won't drink wine again until I'm celebrating with you in paradise. Whoa. The Lord loves us that much that he's withholding that for that special time. That's insane. That's awesome. That's crazy. It doesn't make sense. He's the God of the universe. I mean, but he's waiting on you. And today, he's not just waiting on you for that. He's waiting on you to take the step to do what he's telling you to do. You know, we get it so mixed up. We get it so confused that we've got to do the big things. You don't got to do the big things. You don't. 
You don't got to go do some groundbreaking. You don't got to reinvent the wheel. What you need to do is love Jesus and love others. That's what we're about here. And so, anyways, I love you all. I'm so thankful that you uh, listened to me. You gave me a little bit of your time. And so, if you, I hope you're having a great week. Wherever this finds you, just turn to Jesus today. You don't need me. You don't need my words. You need His. And so, get in this uh Get in this book, get in these his words because it's perfect. And when we do that, we please him, you know. I think it's such a gift that uh we get the privilege to read this openly. If you sitting in your car, you can open up a Bible. I, there's people in China that wish for that opportunity. So don't take it for granted today. Love on the Lord. Give him some of your time. And I just thank you for listening. Anyways, this has been the Kindred Call Podcast, and thank you so much for listening. Come back to us next week.